Hold on. Did that motherfucker just call me a twat? Oh, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday. Saturday. Happy Saturday. Maybe you'll listen to this on a Friday. Who knows? Maybe you'll listen to us on a Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> Felice Thursday. Um, Mucho Grande Monday. <laughs> Very big Monday. Very big Monday. That's Whatever day you're listening to this on, welcome. Glad to have you back. I'm glad to be back. I'm, like, so glad to be back. Guys, Mandy made this amazing pina colada. I know. I already fucking finished mine. We just started recording. I'm trying really hard not to finish mine, but really, I just want to guzzle this shit. <laughs> like, my life depends on it. Well, we have that um, frozen canteen in the freezer of more of them. Oh, my God. So, after... I forgot. <laughs> when we go to break, we'll refill. Mm. Yum. So good. So... We are still in the pandemic, but restrictions are lifting, and I... Don't want to die. Don't want to die, but <laughs> I'm tempting it because I'm going back to work tomorrow. Ugh. And I have to touch people, which is bullshit, but it's happening. I will be a working person again, starting tomorrow. It's like we're not in the 50s anymore, y'all. Let's see. That's my husband. I was texting him earlier because there's all these riots going on. And he is, um, he's a, a firefighter, first responder, mm-hmm. so he is on the front lines. And I, I was like, I wrote him, I was like, hey, just let me know you're okay. But really, let me know you're okay. <laughs> These videos are freaking <laughs> me out. Right, there's, so right now, as of tonight, because of what happened in Minneapolis with George Floyd, um, tonight, all around the country, um, there are protests, um, and some of them are turning into riots. Um, because of what's going on and locally here, uh, in Manassas, Virginia, there is one. And so, uh, her husband's fire station has been dispatched. So she has been trying to get in touch just to make sure that he's okay. Make sure everybody that is there is okay. So that's what that is. Yeah. He said they just, um. Gave them bulletproof vests. So that doesn't make me feel too much better. Right. <laughs> I just responded to him. I said, keep your face covered. He said, why? <laughs> well, are you going to wear the fa- the vest on your face? <laughs> Duh. So if, um, if for our listeners, if you are protesting, please stay safe and do it peacefully, do it peacefully. And we're with you. Um, and for those of you that are first responders, please stay safe. Thank you for everything you're doing. Um, unless you're cops that kill people. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a totally different right. story. If you're dirty, then fuck you. Right. Um, um, and anyway. for the Black Lives Matter movement, we are with you. And that's where we're going to leave that. 
So, tonight. That's very true. Tonight, we have decided. Yeah, let's let's turn this to the creepier side of things. Yeah, we decided <laughs> we're going to go spooktacular, and we are going to talk about urban legends. Which is so fun, and if you are in our age range, are what now? Maybe that pina colada had a little bit of that extra banana shit in it. It's so good. If you're anywhere near our age range, you've seen the movie Urban Legend. The original one from 98 when we were freshmen in high school. And that shit left a mark. I mean, when I still, when I go to my car after work, I check that fucking back seat. Especially now that I drive a minivan like a huge dork. I have all this space for people to hide. It's not for your, like, litter of children. (laughs) It just makes me look like a huge dork when I'm the only one in it. (laughs) Well, girlfriend, I check my backseat even when I get in my... Yeah. Even when I get in my SUV in your driveway. It is so fucking dark. Right. In the front of your house. I even check, like, I'll open my car door Mm -hmm. and you know how everything lights up because I don't turn those lights off. Yeah. You know, everything lights up when I open the door and the first thing I'm doing is checking, like, every little corner. That's me. Every Mm -hmm. day. But not only. I have to. Do I check the back of the car? I check the trunk, the back seat. Because of that movie, literally, this Mm -hmm. is because of that movie, I look under my car. Do you? I do. Now you're going to freak me the fuck out. Someone's going to, like, cut off my ankles or something. Well, there's the ankle slasher uh-huh. urban legend in uh-huh. that movie. Uh-huh. And um, I'm going to actually talk about that a little bit tonight. But um, because of these urban legends, mm-hmm. it has literally changed the way I do things. Yeah. When I go to the bathroom, I've done this my whole life. Even if I'm just peeing, if the shower curtain's closed, I open it. I do, too. Yeah, every fucking time. Yep. I mean, I'm the biggest chicken. It is crazy that I have had paranormal experiences and lived to talk about them mm-hmm. because I am the biggest chicken. But cert- it's weird. Like, things that would scare some people don't scare me. Yeah. But then things that, like, are not realistic and wouldn't happen scare me. Yeah. So, like, you know one of I mean? the things I'm going to talk about is a local urban legend for us that we grew up with, Bunny Man. Yeah. That's and very Bunny Man Bridge was just right, was like a 10-minute drive from where we grew up, me and Mandy. Mm-hmm. And I've been there a bajillion times. And once you hear the story, or sorry, once you hear the legend, um, not the story, right. but the actual legend of it, um, and what we were told when we were teenagers, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, why would you go there? And it's like, well, why wouldn't you? Right. Uh, duh. Like, <laughs> Obviously. That's where everyone wanted to go. And right. that makes sense. Like, right. if you told me that some crazy shit was going down by my house now, I'd be like, Let's go. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I mean, safety in numbers. I wouldn't go by myself. Right. Yeah, no, I'm totally into that shit. But um, anyway, it's going to be a really fun night. I'm so excited. We need to get to it. Yeah. But actually, I wanted to um, tell you this funny article I saw real quick. It's super short. But. I love funny. I thought it was. I don't think it's supposed to be funny, but. (laughs) Those are the best ones. The wording is kind of funny. Um. (laughs) The title of it is that um, reports of paranormal activity are on the rise during coronavirus stay-at-home orders. Mm-hmm. I saw this. So this is from Los Angeles. It's uh, CBS. Oh, yeah. I, I think I read this is exact this article. Read? I think so. It says, there has been an increase in the number of reports of possible hauntings at homes amid the pandemic lockdown. Mm-hmm. This part is what I thought was kind of funny. Believers say that there is no way to keep themselves socially distanced from the spirit world. Word. (laughs) And claim they have been subjected to an extra dose of paranormal activity during the coronavirus quarantine. So if if you did experience it, it's probably because your house is haunted 
and now you're home 24-7. So what I think is that you're home more, and so you're more in tune with your surroundings when you weren't usually home. Right. Maybe that's when your house was active. Yeah. And you just weren't and used to it. And you were so it. tired, and you fell asleep early and went to bed to get up for work the next day. Or maybe day or you were gone during the most active hours. Yeah. And now true. you're home, and you're experiencing it. Or... Or said spirit is realizing that you're home more and it's like, hey, 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 and just trying to get your attention. Or it's probably like, hey, get the fuck out. This is my time. You're not right. usually here. Or it's just like but, trying to get your attention because it sees that you're around more. Right. But what I was thinking is like, I know for me, I used to go to bed a lot earlier mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. I was working, yeah. you know, and there was school and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but now there's some nights literally that at four o'clock in the morning, I haven't fall, fallen asleep yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Oh my God, I need to really get myself on a better schedule when yeah. I go back to work. And now I'm going back to work and I have to do that. Yeah. But, um, you know, maybe in the middle of the night when like the ghosts can literally come out to play because you're knocked out because you worked all day. Uh-huh. But now you're up at two o'clock in the morning watching Netflix or something. Mm-hmm. And like something happens, and you're like, what the fuck? Because that is the scariest time for it to happen. A witching hour? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, three o'clock is the scariest time. But I'm saying but like still, when yeah. like. You can't leave your house. Nothing's open. Like, that is the scariest time for mm-hmm. it to happen. Because mm-hmm. um, most things that I have experienced in my life were at least at night, you know? Like, yeah. Maybe, not, like dark maybe not that late, but um, yeah. maybe not all of them. I don't remember. But um, anyway, <laughs> let me finish this. Let me quick. backtrack. So it says, yes, people are spending more time in their home and everything from the wood is drying out. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're getting popping sounds because we are getting into the warmer months of the year. And that was from Jason Hawes from Ghost Nation. Yep. Expanding um, and contracting. Yeah. And just your house settling. And I think a lot of things that maybe happen all the time, even every month of the year, but you're so tired from working all day that you sleep more soundly. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I think they're just noticing things. But... I do think if your house is legitimately haunted, you're going to notice it more if you're fucking locked down in it. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't think much of, like, popping noises or, like, cracking noises because I think you would notice more if it's, like, footsteps. Or, like, someone fucking walks in front of you and you're like, oh, or like, Or, hey. like, knocking or moving things around. Or I disembodied voices like we Voices, heard. whispers, like, yeah. you know, banging mm-hmm. on walls is different than, like, your house settling. Right. It would be something more obvious, usually. Right. For me, it's like, you know, the first couple things, little things that happen, you're like, hmm. Like, but you kind of... in the doorknob is, like, turning into Right. It. And know, so, like, that's the obvious. first time, you just kind of, like, brush it off. You're like, that's weird, you mm-hmm. know? But if something weird... And you keep having to explain away stuff over and over and over again. Right. Then something's going on. Yeah. You know? Um, if you see someone walk by, like, out of your peripheral or something, you're like, okay, I was just, like, there's probably nothing. But then if you're seeing that, like, all the time, like, that... Something's getting something's, your attention. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, because I've had that happen as well. So it says, since lockdowns around the U.S. began in March... Um, Jason Haw's website, the Atlantic Paranormal Society, has jumped in reported hauntings. Um, while there have been no scientific evidence... Taps, really? Mm-hmm. He doesn't even use that anymore. Well... He's like the... His, he's UPRO he now. It, he does. It's under UPRO now. Well, that's the website that they're re- yeah. referencing. Okay. Um, but it says, while there may be no scientific evidence that ghosts exist... A survey by YouGov says 45% of adults in the U.S. believe. Mm-hmm. And I think there is 
small scientific evidence, but at the same time, you can't prove that evidence either, that it wasn't fake. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So it's so frustrating, but the only thing that will make you believe is if you experience it experience for yourself. It yourself. That's mm-hmm. the only way. It's fun to hear the stories, and I like to tell people, like, the things I've experienced. Same. But I can't make you believe it, because you didn't experience it. Right. And there's no way to prove it. Mm -hmm. So, if you experience something, let us know. I want to hear your experience. I do, too. That is, like, my favorite thing, to hear it from people that, you know, legitimately saw something. In fact, we want to hear your experiences, so send them to us, and we'll take the best ones, and we will share them on our show. Yeah, man. I mean, we can eventually, depending on how many we get, <laughs> take all of them. If, yeah. You know, and just do it in like a special bonus episode. Yeah. Just put them out there. That would be That'd so be fun. awesome. Um, you can also record yourself saying your story and send us the audio and we can just plug that in. That's a great idea. Um, so that's another option. But anyway... Let's get uh, into these urban legends. Let's do it. After we make another drink. So we're going to put our song on and you guys are going to get up and go make a drink and meet us back here in like 40 seconds. All right. (laughs) See you guys in a minute. Cheers. Bonk. <laughs> that one was not audible at all. Mm. But that drink is so fucking good. Yeah. Okay. So tonight we're each going to tell two different urban legends. So I'm going to start with the legend of the vanishing hitchhiker. So there's different variations. Sometimes it's called a ghostly hitchhiker. Sometimes it's a disappearing hitchhiker or a phantom hitchhiker. Um, But basically, it's all kind of the same thing. It's people are usually traveling in a car. Um, They're accompanied by a hitchhiker who subsequently vanishes without explanation and often from a moving vehicle. Creepy. Like they're in the moving vehicle and then they'll go over there. Right. So um, it's that story where you're driving down a lonely road and you see a hitchhiker. Don't stop. No matter what. <laughs> right. So you pick up a hitchhiker and you're talking to them and they're like as clear as you and me. Like you think yeah, you're talking a to a legit person. Right. And they'll be like, oh, you know, whatever. They, um, you know, they'll get out of your car having left some item in your car, like a jacket or something that you lent them or they'll have like a scarf with them and they'll accidentally leave it. Or whatever. And um, they could also leave some sort of information that would, like, encourage the driver to make uh, contact later on. Um, So there's different accounts. Um, 
Sometimes the garment that's borrowed is often found draped over a gravestone in a local cemetery. Ooh. Yeah. Um, in other versions of the legend, the unsuspecting motorist makes contact with the family of a deceased person using the information that the hitchhiker left behind um, and finds that the family's description of the deceased matches the passenger of the motorist picked up and also, or that the motorist picked up and also finds that they were killed in some unexpected way, usually a car accident, and that the driver's encounter with the vanishing hitchhiker occurred on the advan- on the anniversary of their death. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, they'll pick somebody up and blah, blah, blah. So, let's say they're driving down the road, and they're like, oh, just take me to this address. So, they're driving, oh, uh-huh. and then the person that they picked up disappears. So, they'll see, oh, this person left a jacket, or they left a scarf, or whatever. So another day, they'll go to the address that they gave right. to return the item. And they'll say, oh, I, you know, I gave so-and-so a ride home and they left this in my car. Right. And let's say it's the parents of a female or whatever. Right. And they're like, um, that's my daughter's and she died three years ago in a car accident. And they'll see like a picture. On this day or on that day. Right. And they'll uh, see like cool. a family Not photo. Cool, or, but, you know. Right. They'll see like a family photo inside the house and they're oh, like, oh my shit. gosh, that's her. Yeah. So that's God, like a, that would be crazy. Yeah. That'd be awesome, but awful for the family. It would suck I for mean, the family. But the fact that you had that experience would be so cool. And then you have validation by seeing the picture. I agree. That would be neat. I agree. And like this has happened for a really long time. Um... There's actually been studies that have been done since, like, the early 40s. Really? People have done studies on this, like, across the country of all these sightings. But my favorite one that a lot of people have heard of is actually Resurrection Mary, um, who is actually a well-known Chicago-area ghost story um, of a vanishing hitchhiker. Um and it's like a folklore story, mm-hmm. but they actually think that they may know who she is. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So, um, the urban legend is based outside of Resurrection Cemetery in Justice, Illinois, which is a few miles southwest of Chicago. Um, and she's considered to be Chicago's most famous ghost. Since the 30s, several men driving northeast along Archer Avenue between Willowbrook Ballroom and Resurrection Cemetery have reported picking up a young female hitchhiker. The woman is dressed somewhat formally in a white party dress and is said to have light blonde hair and blue eyes. There's other reports that she wears a thin shawl, dress, uh, I'm sorry, dancing shoes, carries a small clutch purse, and possibly that she's very quiet. When the driver nears Resurrection Cemetery, the young woman asks to be let out, whereupon she disappears into the cemetery. According to the Chicago Tribune, full-time ghost hunter Richard Crow has collected three dozen substantiated reports of Mary from the 1930s to the present. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So the legend says that Mary had spent the evening dancing with a boyfriend at the O. Henry Ballroom, which has since been renamed. At some point, they got into an argument and Mary stormed out. She left the ballroom and started walking up Archer Avenue. Uh, she had not gotten very far when she was struck and killed by a hit-and-run driver who fled the scene, leaving Mary to die. Her parents found her and were grief-stricken at the site. Oh, gosh. They were grief-stricken at the site of her dead body. They buried her in Resurrection Cemetery wearing a beautiful white dancing dress and matching dancing shoes. The hit-and-run driver was never found. 
So that's the legend. Okay. So reported sightings. Um, so I don't know how to say this guy's name, but it says Jerry pa- Palace. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> a Chicago Southsider reported that in 1939, he met a person whom he came to believe was Resurrection Mary at the Liberty Grove and Hall at 47th and Mozart and not the O. Henry Willowbrook Ballroom. They danced and even kissed, and she asked him to drive her home along Archer Avenue, exiting the car and disappearing in front of the Resurrection Cemetery. Okay. In 1973, Resurrection Mary said to was said to have shown up at Harlow's nightclub on Cicero Avenue on Chicago's south, southwest side. That same year, a cab driver <clears throat> came into Chet's Melody Lounge across the street from Resurrection Cemetery to inquire about a young lady who had left without paying her fare. There were said to be sightings in 1976, 1978, 1980, and 89, which involved cars striking or nearly striking Mary outside of the cemetery. Mary disappears, however, by the time the motorist exits the car. So what, in the legend, what is the year again that she apparently died in real life? Early 30s. Early, okay, so mm-hmm. do any of them mention, like, she was wearing out-of-date clothes or anything like that? Um, not that, you know, not that I've read. Yeah. But. Well, it was guys picking her up, so, you know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> as long as they can see her yeah. ankles, they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were distracted by her beauty. Right? <laughs> she also reportedly, this is weird. I'm not sure I buy this one. Mm-hmm. She also reportedly burned her handprints into the wrought iron fence around the cemetery in August of 1976. Although officials at the cemetery have stated that a truck had damaged the fence and that there was no evidence of a ghost. Okay. That's... I mean, it's showing the picture there. It's just... I mean, it's... Unless she has, like, three fingers. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I mean, you know, paranormal can't be explained, so... Yeah, but it just so happens to be where a truck crashed into the fence. Right. But it's like that, um... That building in D.C. that they say the... The black cat haunts or whatever. Mm -hmm. The beast of D.C. or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. In the cement floor in that building, there is two um, cat footprints in the cement. Yeah. And that's kind of cool, but I'm sure that's where the legend came from, because it's right. just a fucking cat walked through while it was setting. Right. But still, it's it's fun to think that it's true. It is, yeah. And, you know, for such a notoriously haunted place, I mean, I've heard of Resurrection Mary a thousand times. Yeah, I've And I've never even been name. to Chicago. There's many um, shows that talk about her, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If you watch the kind of shows that me and Katie watch. Right. Right. If you're into that <laughs> Other shit. Other than that, you probably won't see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, this is actually one of the, I mean, the guys, <laughs> you can form your own opinion. But okay. <laughs> this is actually one of my favorite um, things because this is, like, part of a interview okay. from a guy that supposedly saw her. And, like, picked her up? Yeah. Okay. So it says in January on January thirty first, nineteen seventy nine, an article in the Suburban Trib God, I can't even fucking talk today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> in a January thirty first, nineteen seventy nine article in the Suburban Trib, columnist Bill Geist detailed the story of cab driver Ralph, who picked up a young woman, quote unquote, a looker, a blonde. She was young enough to be my daughter, twenty one tops, end quote near a small shopping center on Archer Avenue. And here's what he said. 
A couple miles up Archer there, she jumped with a start like a horse and said, Here, here. I hit the brakes. I looked around and didn't see no kind of house. Where? I said. And then she sticks out her arm and points across the road to my left and says, There. And then that's when it happened. I looked to my left, like this, in this little shack. When I turned up, she was gone. Or when I turned, she was gone. Vanished. And the car door never opened. May the good Lord strike me dead. It never opened. Geist described Ralph as not an idiot or a maniac, but rather, in Ralph's own words, a typical 52-year-old working guy, a veteran, father, little league baseball coach, churchgoer, the whole shot. Geist goes on to say, the simple explanation, Ralph, is that you picked up Chicago area's preeminent ghost, Resurrection Mary. It sounds like it to me. Yeah. So... Some researchers have attempted to link Resurrection Mary to one of the many thousands of burials in Resurrection Cemetery. A particular focus of those efforts have been Mary Brigovi, who died in 1934, although her death came in an automobile accident in the downtown Chicago Loop. Chicago Arthur, or God, fuck me. <laughs> Chicago author Ursula Bielski in 1999 documented a possible connection to Anna Maria Norcus, who died in 1927 auto accident while on her way home from the O. Henry Ballroom, a oh. theory which has gained popularity in recent years. So I actually read more about that. Mm-hmm. And um, the um, the Mary Brigovi, who died in 1934, yeah, unlikely, highly unlikely. Okay. She died in like the loop, like farther inward right. into town, and it was too late. The 19, I think this happened in like 1930. Mm-hmm. So the 1927 auto accident was actually on the way home from that ballroom. ballroom. And it actually lines up. And um, so Mary Brigovi had dark hair. Okay. Dark okay. eyes. She was wearing a plum colored dress. Okay. And dark dancing shoes. While... Um, Anna Maria Norcus, who died in 1927 on the, the way home from the O. Henry Ballroom. By a hit and run? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, actually had blonde hair, blue eyes, was wearing a white dress and white dancing shoes. That is far more accurate. Right. So why it actually lines up. Say, why do they call her? Did the girl, does the apparition introduce herself as Mary? Or they just nicknamed her that? That's a very good question. Because if they did, then they're looking in the wrong area with... The Mary Bergovi or whatever, because maybe someone just nicknamed her Mary. My assumption is that she introduced herself as Mary. Yeah. Because I'm not, I mean, she talks to people. She dances with them. People even say that they've kissed her. Yeah. You know what I mean? They say they've kissed her. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was just very intense. Sorry. But you don't have to be sorry. I loved it. Yeah, no, I mean, they... They kiss her. They say, they say that, um, you know, they didn't even realize. Sometimes they would let her out of the car and she would just, like, go through the gates as if they weren't even there. Sometimes, oh, cool. Sometimes they wouldn't even make it to the cemetery and they would look over to keep talking to her and she was just gone. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes... I've heard that in many Vanishing Hitchhiker stories is, like, they just, like turn their head to say something to whoever they picked up and they're not there in the car anymore and they're like, I never fucking stopped, mm-hmm. you know? Do you remember, I don't remember where it was, but there was actually um, somewhere local to us. I keep wanting to say like Walney Road or 
Yes, I was going to tell you what this is reminding me of. So, there was like a story that was obvious bullshit. Right. But like it, down the road from I'm where... I'm not going to lie. It didn't bother... It did, it did scare it me. It scared the shit playing. out of me too. It was said like if you went down like Walney Road, which was like a mile from where we lived... And completely wooded. Yeah, it was like a... Fuck, it was like a no super windy like one lane road, no lights... And it said, we were always told, you know, of course it was complete bullshit. There wasn't even a fucking legend behind it. It was just something that teenagers said. Right. And I took that shit to heart. I did too. I was terrified, but it never stopped me from taking <laughs> There were the many street. times I was on that road in the dark and I was like, fuck, Excuse it's 1134. Me. me too. Like it said, if you, if you were past midnight or if you were no. between like midnight. It was only 1134 because upside down, it spelled hell. Oh my god, I never even heard that one. Yeah, yeah. I was told if it was midnight or later, there would be a hitchhike or a hitchhiker. And if you didn't stop to ask her if she needed a ride, you would die. Oh, so here's listen to the shit that I heard. Oh no. You want to know why I was scared? So, um, first of all, my high school boyfriend loved to take me to scary places in the woods and tell me ghost stories and then like including abandon me. Including what are the places I'm going to talk about later? <laughs> so, here is the story that I had growing up. So, Walney Road, you had to be on it at 1134. Mm-hmm. Because upside down, that spells hell. Uh-huh. And you would see a soldier hitchhiking. Jesus. Like a Civil War-style soldier hitchhiking. Makes sense for the area. So, here's the thing, though. If you pick him up, he kills you. Huh. If you don't pick him up... You get in a car accident and die. The fuck? I know. Talk about lose, I was so scared. Chris is an asshole. (laughs) I mean, no, Chris was, I mean, like, Jimbo and Joey and- They all said that shit? Cashy, like, all of them knew this story. Cashy never told me that shit. Like, they all, like- I dated him. He never told me that shit. Like, all the guys that Chris hung out with- Yeah. They all, like, that was their story. And they scared the motherfucking shit out of me. Oh my God. And- there was many times that the story I, be, I was told was a woman. Yeah, no, this was like a soldier guy, and if if you pick him up, he kills you. If you don't, then you die in a car crash. So you're fucked either way. I'm like, this <laughs> is the God. worst story ever. <laughs> so I have been on that road at 11:34 as a teenager, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look, because I don't. But know. if you don't look, you fucking die because it's a windy ass road. Yeah, because then you're gonna crash anyway, and so. <laughs> Who knows? But that is a story I was always told in high school. And I was like... That's crazy. Like, you know, logically, that this shit's not real. But when you're driving down it, and that shit turns to 1134, and it's dark as fuck, you're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And I'm still here. I never saw a hitchhiker. Isn't it crazy so. that that's exactly where our brains went, though, is Walney Road? Oh, yeah. I mean, there were times that, like, me and Chris, or, like, me and whoever... Would be like stupid, really stupid. Be like, let's go at exactly eleven thirty four. Of We're course, like, let's be on Walney Road at eleven thirty four. And then when you're actually on it, you're like, bad idea. I shouldn't have done this. Right. You I'm closing I mean? my eyes. And I'm like, don't fucking close your eyes. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, that is how many teenagers will die due to urban legends. In case they happen upon one that's not actually a legend. That's real. Right. They're going to be like, we're going to test this shit out. Instead, like, it's just some did. dude in a soldier's outfit just going to fucking shoot you or something. You know, I'm surprised no one... Don't try this at home, kids. I'm surprised no one walked down Walney Road at 1134 dressed as a like, Civil War soldier. Just a fucking freak people See, out. and it's so strange because I was told it was a fucking woman. I've never heard that. And if that. you stopped, or like if you didn't stop, you would fucking die. 
And if you, and I'm like, I'm not stopping. It's the same kind of thing, though, because that insinuates that if you did let her in, she could kill you. Stranger danger. It's the same (laughs) thing. But that was our local legend. And it's so fun to have local legends. And I need to look into more about like Fauquier County and like my area. Yeah, we got to find something around here. Legends. Yeah, Yeah. about here. Because when I found out that Bunny Man made national level shit, I was like, what? Shut up. So I listened to the podcast called Lore. Yeah. With, um, we just followed them on Twitter. Uh, Aaron Mankey. Mm hmm. And, um, so his show became a, an Amazon TV show, right? Yes. So I couldn't wait for it to, to come on. And finally it's like ready. And I, I hit play and he starts talking and I'm like, I know this place. <laughs> and he's talking about Bunny Man. Uh-huh. It's and on I was like, one of the world's the most fuck? terrifying places. He doesn't places. live in Virginia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I Now I've seen Bunny Man on like a million different like shows and stuff. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's so nuts. And I love that though. I do too. And it's I like this, it. you know, and you know, if you actually go there, you're like, oh, I mean, it's creepy, but this is it. The only thing that's creepy about it. Well, first of all, it's like wooden. That's creepy for me. <laughs> well, we'll get back. But, How about this? Let's yeah, get we'll back, back to back. Buddy Man I once we're actually there. About it. Yeah. But I want to hear what you have. Okay. So for my first urban legend, I'm going old school. I'm going generic. I'm going. I mean, how generic can I get? I went with the hitchhiker ghost. I mean. Right. Well, I'm going <laughs> with the hook man. Ooh, yes. And so, like I said earlier, if you guys um, have seen the movie Urban Legend, there's like four of them now. I'm talking about the OG. Yeah. Like 98. Yeah. That one put so many urban legends in it. And I'm afraid of all of them. (laughs) Real people are so much scarier than any ghost you can throw at me. I'm maybe not a demon, but... I was like, "Mm, all of them? (laughs) Real people are very, very terrifying because they... Real people can hurt you. They can hurt you, exactly. (laughs) So... Like, actually hurt you. Yeah, they can kill you. Right. Um, Kill you dead. The hook man, um, the urban legend, tells the tale of a deranged murderer with a hook for a hand he always escapes either from prison or from a mental institution mm. which kind of goes in line with funny man, Bunny man. Mm-hmm. um and his murder sprees target young couples who are alone at night mm. the hook man could have been inspired by real life cases or it could have been completely fabricated in order to scare teenagers into listening to their parents which is more likely because um, it started much earlier than, you know, a lot of these serial killer things. Right. Um, whatever its origins, though, the Hookman has become a classic campfire story to scare generations of kids, which is true. I'm um, scared already. <laughs> you say hook, and I'm like, hmm, I'm out. Right. <laughs> so the most common version of the story has two teenagers making out in a parked car when they hear a story on the radio about an escaped convict with a hook for a hand. Man, this is reminding me more and more of Bunny Man. I know. weird. Um, Take the hook away and yeah. Right. It sounds, yeah. The girlfriend hears a scratching outside the car and demands that they leave. Oh, I have chills. The boyfriend speeds off frustrated because he isn't going to get in. Because he's not getting his rocks off. (laughs) Whore. And when he arrives at the girlfriend's house, the couple discovers a hook on the door handle. The implication is that because the girlfriend insisted on leaving, the couple narrowly missed the hook man's attack. 
So there are many different versions of the story, but all of them are similar. Well, no, I would say not all of them are like similar, but they all end up with some sort of like love shit or sexy shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll get to that in a minute. Cause they, there's a reason why they think that came from that. Um, one version of the story, the lovers are less lucky. They spot the hook man and try to escape, but they don't realize that the hook man is on the roof of the car <gasps> and goes right along with them, eventually mm. killing them. No. Another less believable version of this, which unbelievable or not, is fucked up, and it's fucked me up to this day. This is we were talking about this earlier today, Katie. Oh no. Um so <laughs> What they don't realize in this version is that he is holding on underneath the car to go home with them. No! So, no. when they get out, he slashes their ankles with the hook. Yeah. Crawls out from underneath the car and murders them. Fuck that. No. So speed they, bumps. Find all the speed they bumps. Think they've escaped, but alas, they have not. Find then, all the speed bumps. Um, in this variation of the story. Road spikes. Find them. Well, see, they think they think they got away. Yeah, you know. Um, so, hence why I checked underneath my car. Jesus, Christ. because that happened in the movie. They got out of the car, and someone fucking slashed their ankle from underneath the car, and I'm like, oh shit! Like that really fucked me up. Like, mm. um, if anything, though, these urban legends just make you be safer. All you know what? I take back everything I've ever said talking shit about people that have like those neon lights under their cars. Right. There's right smart. now. Right now, I kind of wish I had lights under my car. Yeah, you got to turn your phone flashlight on. Like, and that's what I have to do at work. I have to, like, look under that shit with a flashlight. Ugh. Okay, so in another variation of the story, the boyfriend gets out of the car to relieve himself. And while the girlfriend waits for him, she hears the same radio broadcast Ugh. from the other story. Yeah. Um, she then begins hearing a scratching noise on the roof of the car. When she gets out, she finds her boyfriend hanging from a hook tied to a tree. Jesus. The noise was his feet scraping against the roof of the car. A slightly different version of the story has the boyfriend being hanged by his feet. And the scratching noise that the girlfriend heard was his fingernails scraping along the roof of the car. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Yeah, isn't that so creepy? I should have picked this one. (laughs) I didn't think it was going to be that good. God damn it. All right. In perhaps the most gruesome version of this story, the girlfriend stays inside the car and begins to hear a thumping sound. Oh. <laughs> Is the hook man fucking the boyfriend? When she gets out of the car, <laughs> she finds the hook man on the roof of her car banging her boyfriend's severed head on it. <gasps> In some versions, this part will give you fucking chills, guys. I'm already having chills. In some versions, he uses his other hands to dangle the car keys to her. Oh! And that's no. so creepy. No. Oh my god. Shut up. It's oh my like, god. It's like, do you grab them? Do you just take off in the woods? Because he can probably fucking catch you. I'd be like, you, you know, know what I just mean? fucking slip my throat. I know. Can you just kill me now? Because <laughs> I cannot handle I'm this. I'm just done. Just fucking kill me. I'm not even gonna run. <laughs> Fuck me. God. Okay. Here's another version. Shit. Taking the moral of the story to the extreme. There's another version. Oh yeah. What the. Fuck, man. Some variations of the Hookman legend ditch the parked car and have him going straight into college dorms to murder sexually active students. 
Listen, you fucking pervert. <laughs> Take your hook and go fuck yourself. The murderer. Oh, God. Uh, the murder takes place while the victim's virgin roommate is asleep. She wakes up to what she thinks is her promiscuous roommate having wild sex and goes back to sleep. In the morning, she sees her bloody roommate dead in her bed and a message on the wall. Aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light written in the victim's blood? So one of the earliest um, stories of the hook man was posted in a um, newspaper column called Dear Abby. Oh, I've heard of Dear Abby. In the 1950s. Yeah. So it says, The Hookman urban legend appears to go back to the 1950s as a scare story told from one teenager to another, which does happen. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. you said. We were just talking. But as you can see, it morphs because Katie heard it as a woman and she didn't hear, like, the stuff that I heard about it. Yeah, the 1134 thing. And you die either way. It sounds familiar, but I don't remember the whole, like, hell part. Yeah. Yeah. So now if you look at, like, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Flip it up. Yeah. No, it makes sense. I remember, I think I remember the time thing. I just don't remember it being, like, because it says hell. Guys, check your clock. See what time it is. Wouldn't that be creepy if it was 1134? It's 1059. Well, for us, but when they're listening to this, it could be any time. They're going to be like, uh, ma'am, it's like 2.11 p.m. <laughs> and I'm on my lunch break. <clears throat> so this story, it could be 11.34 a.m. It still says hell. Tell, bitch. <laughs> um, so it first made its appearance in print in 1960 in the Dear Abby newspaper advice column. A teenage girl wrote in to say, if you are interested in teenagers, you will print this story. I don't know whether it's true or not. But it doesn't matter because it served its purpose on me. A fellow and his date pulled into their favorite lover's lane to listen to the radio and do a little necking. There's a term I haven't heard. This is definitely an old story. Right. This is definitely a term I haven't heard since my last life. (laughs) I haven't heard that term since I watched a movie that had Clark Gable in it. (laughs) Um, The music was interrupted by an announcer who said there was an escaped convict in the area who had served time for rape and robbery. Jesus. He was described as having a hook instead of a right hand. Wait, hold up. Rape and robbery, but he's going to kill people with his hook? Well, this is what a teenager wrote into the newspaper. This oh. is like this is the story that she had oh. from the time. You know I'm what I'm like, saying? what? Hold up. So he, this the announcer said that there was an escaped convict who had, um, he was in the area and served time for rape and robbery. He was described as having a hook instead of a right hand. The couple became frightened and drove away. When the boy took his girlfriend home, he went around to open the car door for her, and then he saw a hook on the door handle. I don't think I will ever prank to make out as long as I live. Oh, park. (laughs) I'm like, what? Prank? What? Park. She said, I don't think I will ever park to make out as long as I live. I hope this does the same for other kids. So, but she fell for that, right? Right. And that is the purpose of these stories is so your parents don't want you to go to fucking lover's lane and do whatever in the car with a horse, you know? Yeah. Come on. However... After, you know, this story started, there are real stories like the son of Sam. Right. Where he stalked young teenage lovers doing whatever the fuck they were doing in the car at these places that they did call Lover's Lane and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, but that was, you know, 10 years after this girl wrote in the, um, whatever. But so what they're saying though is those stories are keeping this legend alive. They're like fueling it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, and we all know Son of Sam was not like he was. He's actually somebody that I want to talk about because I love that story. Yeah, that is a really good one. But we know he's not the hook man. You know right, what I mean? Right. But it is, you know, that's it's he's a boogeyman. The hook man is a boogeyman. They tell the kids these stories of fake people to keep you out of trouble or to keep you from doing whatever. To get you to listen. Right. Right. So I just, I thought it was really fun though. And because you know what? I fucking listened. <laughs> when keep I your legs heard closed, this Karen. story, I was like, fuck no, man. Be like, where's Lover's Lane around here? Because I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, Chris. You know what happened? <laughs> I did, I did do a Lover's Lane thing once. One time. Oh yeah? Where was that? Um... So it was the park in your neighborhood, the parking lot. No, no, God, no. Cops were there all the time. Were they? Yeah. When? Because like, I used to so go there all the time. In high school, <laughs> if you're on, um, I want to say, it might have been Stringfellow, it might have been Poplar Tree. But but back then, when you crossed over Stringfellow, mm-hmm. it went back into like this huge cul-de-sac, like nothing was there. Like stuff was... Like, the ground was, like, um, construction zone, but there was nothing there. I can't remember which side it was. Anyway, we did this, and um, we were doing whatever, and all of a sudden there's a knock at the window, and it is the popo. <laughs> and I was like, hey, officer. He has a different kind of hook. It goes all the way around your wrist. Yeah. No, he, he laughed about it. He was being kind of funny, because it was, like, on prom or something, and he was like, you guys probably don't want to be doing this right now. And we're like, uh, yeah. We def- kind of do. Definitely not. That's you're, why we're here. You're, you're so right. He's like, <laughs> he's like, get dressed. Just go home. And he was like really cool about it. But I was like, yeah, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> Done. So I actually, I did have a lover's lane experience, which I think is kind of like a rite of passage. But mine didn't go so well. I got caught by the police. I did not. No? And it was No. And it was just like at the entrance to your neighborhood. At the, the parking park? lot, yeah, right oh. there. I mean, I went there at night a lot, but like towards. How could you not? It was so convenient. Yeah, it was like right there. Yeah, we would go there. <laughs> it was like, a dark ass parking lot. We would go there lot. and drink beer. And this is a story for another day, but I'll just give you a quick, uh, quick tip on it. Um, I got chased by a fucking police helicopter spotlight through that park, which um is the most scary thing ever in your life (laughs) believe me you never want to be chased by a police spotlight and i'm not a bad person so i'll explain this story on another day but it was fucking terrifying they eventually found me at my parents house (laughs) (laughs) spoiler alert she was she was two blocks down the street (laughs) i'll explain more later straight down the street (laughs) we'll be right back i don't live there now so don't go looking for me All right, so now let's talk about the piece de resistance, the Bunny Man. Bunny Man. So we grew up, so Bunny Man Bridge actually was maybe like 10 minutes from where we grew up in Fairfax Station, um, which is in Fairfax County in Virginia. And this bridge is creepy as fuck. It's just like this cement bridge um, that has, it's a railroad bridge. Um, and it's one lane and when you go under it, it used to be like tagged and had like all this, you know, graffiti and shit all over it. But really it's just this like cement 
Yeah. It's, like it's weird. It's kind of an ugly bridge, really. It really is. And it's like there's, a tunnel. Tunnel bridge. It is a tunnel bridge. Mm-hmm. And there's literally room for one car to go through. Yep. And it's tight at that. It's just this creepy old bridge. Um, so when we were growing up, we were told different variations, but it was all like, oh, there was an insane asylum that used to be there. I remember that from high school. And when they closed the insane asylum in 1909 or 1906, they were, they had to take the, the, uh, inmates from the insane asylum and put them in Lorton prison and somebody escaped Mm-hmm. And it was a murderer, and he used to kill bunnies and hang them from this bridge. And people would go check them out or whatever. And then, you know, he started, you would find like skin bunnies like hanging from the trees and hanging from the railroad tracks. And then, you know, over time it morphed into like a man in a bunny suit because we found out there was no insane asylum. Right. Which I believed my entire high school career. Right. That there was an old abandoned insane asylum. Right. I mean, people actually went through the woods looking for ruins of like an old insane asylum. I actually went to the library in, in old town Fairfax to look up records to see if there actually was one. In fact, that's when I learned that the story was bullshit because oh, it ruined it for you. It did. However, it actually taught me a lot too because uh, Lorton Prison wasn't even built until 1911. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But it was. It's a really cool story, and it actually scares the shit out of you, especially because when you get to the bridge, like if you look at a picture of it on the internet, you're like, "Oh, that's a little creepy. It could be a little ominous." But when you're there, you're like. Um, yeah, it's very ominous feeling when um, you're there. And then when you're inside the bridge, even if it's broad daylight, when you're inside, you feel like you're in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. in like this time suck. And you're like, if I scream, no one's going to hear me. Right. And I mean, urban legends don't come from nothing. You know, someone was in there and felt creeped out. So. And made up some story. Let me tell you. Where this came from. Tell me, please. So, it actually came from two separate incidents in Burke, Virginia. Okay. So, um, they both happened in the 70s. The first one happened in 1970. Um, and it was, I believe, a guy, uh, like, home from the Air Force. He was... United States Air Force cadet visiting his fiance, and this happened on Guinea Road. Now, now, um, this section of Burke, actually anywhere in Burke, is really, really built up. But in 1970, um, Guinea Road was like a far. Excuse me. <laughs> that was the chair. That was the chair that though... Katie makes me sit in because the one time I made her sit in, she made farting noises. It made that sound. <laughs> Anyways, continue. So, um, Guinea Road at this time was like farmland. There was fucking nothing. Okay. So, um, this guy and his fiance were on Guinea Road and they parked, you know, like in a dark area. Right. And they were quote unquote necking. I'm yeah, going to use that term. just heard that term, mm-hmm. right. And the car was running and they were in front of... I don't know whose house it was, but they were sitting in front of a house and, um, 
I guess one of them saw movement, like, out of the corner of their eye, mm-hmm. outside the window. So... It's the hook man. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> so this is where we got this idea right, from. Right, exactly. So, um... They look out the window, and it's real dark. And then once their eyes can fix on what they're seeing, they saw a man in a bunny suit. He smashed the passenger window with a hatchet. Holy shit. Both people could see his face, but they couldn't make out what race he was because it was too dark outside. He was wearing, like, the bunny costume, but he wasn't wearing, like, the bunny head. There wasn't anything on his face or his head. He was just wearing, like, the bunny suit. Okay, so he had no ears or mm-hmm. anything like that on. But the hatchet, yeah, like he smashed the window and the hatchet was left on the floor. Okay. So um, another, um, the second incident was on October 29th in 1970. Ugh, right before Halloween. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I think is where a lot of this Halloween shit came, oh, yeah. came you from. You can't go near Bunny Man Bridge during Halloween. Now. In fact, now you can't go there anyways. Yeah. Unless you live there, you can't go there. There's... There's security cameras everywhere, and I think that there's, like, police presence almost all the time. But before that, like, for mm-hmm. the past few years, before that happened, like, on Halloween especially, there was heavy police presence. And we're talking, you like... Were not at, allowed near it. At sucks. least the past, like, ten years. Right. At least. So, any, like, ghost investigators that can get us in there, like, hit us up. Right. Even though we've been going there for fucking ever. Yeah, but not with... Not anymore. equipment and shit. Right. boxes. Right. So, October 29th, 1970, the security guard approached a man on a porch of an unfinished home that was being built. Um, he was wearing a gray, black, and white bunny costume in the in Kings Park, uh, which was a neighborhood being built at that time on in Guinea Clifton? Road. Oh, on Guinea Road. On Guinea okay. Road in Burke. Um, he was described to be approximately 20 years old, 5 foot 8, 175 pounds. He randomly started hacking at a porch post. And threatening to, he was threatening to hurt the security guy um, <laughs> for trespassing. And he said if he comes any closer, he's going to chop his head off. Oh my God. Now, the guy is wearing a full bunny costume. Like, so he has the head on and everything. He's got the head on. So, the security guy, like, the guy in the bunny costume has his axe. And he's chopping at this porch post of this unfinished house. Okay, so no one owns it yet. Not yet. No, it's being built in this neighborhood. Okay. So he's chopping, he's chopping, and the security guy's, like, trying to approach. And so he's hacking, he's hacking, and the guy in the bunny costume was like, if you come any closer, I'm going to chop your head off. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to leave. I'm out. Right. (laughs) Do what you got to do. Yeah. So over a small, like, period of time, they, the police department, Fairfax County Police Department, um received over 50 complaints of seeing a bunny man. That is creepy as fuck. It is. Uh, the Washington Post even reported that the bunny man ate a man, um, ate, ate a, a man. man's runaway cat. Oh. Yeah. Articles. Um, there was an article in the Washington Post from October 22nd, 1970. A man in a bunny costume sought in Fairfax. That um, is so crazy. Mm-hmm. I want to find that article. Mm-hmm. I want a picture of it. Yeah, um, that one was actually, I'm sorry, I misquoted the date. That one was actually from Halloween, 1970. Oh. Um, the Rabbit Reappears, November 4th, 1970. 
Bunny Man scene, November 6th, 1970. So there really, there had to be a man back then walking around in a bunny suit. There was. Yeah, but it just wasn't in Clifton. Mm-hmm. So in 1973, student wrote, a student wrote a paper containing 53 variations of two, of those two separate incidents. What? 53 variations? So, you know the game of telephone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So those stories were told, but they kept morphing. Right. It was like the epitome of the game of telephones. That's how all stories are. Exactly. Which is why we were told this, they were told that. That's why you were told a woman on Wally Road. I was told a man at 1134. Right. Right. So the actual legend was the version naming a suspect in the (laughs) late 90s says in 1904, an asylum near Clifton was closed by Fairfax County. They were transferring inmates to to nearby Lorton Prison. Um, one of 15 transports crashed and most died, but 10 inmates, whom, of course, escaped. Supposedly, a search party found all of the patients but one. Mm. Allegedly, people found rabbit carcasses in trees hanging or, wait for it, under a bridge overpass. <laughs> oh, weird. Mm-hmm. Bunny Man Bridge. The escape patient's name was Douglas Griffin. Locals, because of bunny bodies hanging everywhere called him the bunny man in this version they catch griffin but he was hit by a train as they tried to apprehend him apparently after the train passed the police heard laughter it was later revealed that he had been institutionalized for killing his family on easter sunday hence the bunnies oh shit right now are there is there not real black and white photos of bunnies hanging from the bridge dead bunnies those were faked. Okay. So I'm like, but I'm there are, sure there are photos. Yeah. I've seen those. Yeah. Right. So years since the bunny man's death in weeks leading to Halloween, you can find rabbit carcasses hanging from the one lane bridge on Colchester road, bunny man's bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously it's fake. <laughs> um, oh, there's yeah. never been asylum for the insane in Fairfax County. Lorton prison was built, was being built between 1910 and 1911. Um, Lorton prison at the time was part of the DC prison system. So even had there been, um, could have been an insane asylum in DC. No. So even had there ever been, um, an asylum in Virginia, which there hadn't been at that time, Mm -hmm. um, they never would have been transferred to Lorton prison because Lorton prison was part of the DC prison system. Right. So they would not have transferred them to a DC prison. They would have transferred them to a Virginia prison. So Lorton wouldn't have even been in the question. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and Lorton Prison never had records of anyone with that name. Mm. Even still. Um, the overpass was actually built in 1906 near the site of Sangster Station, which was a Civil War era train station on what used to be the Orange and Alexandria Railroad. Popular for legend chasers, paranormal researchers, um... And so on. I actually had an experience up on that bridge. And believe it or not, you wouldn't think, but by, it's hard as fuck to climb up there. (laughs) It doesn't look like it's that high and it doesn't look like it's that steep. Not in the pictures. But but I actually, if you look right here. You climbed that part. I climbed right up here. No, I'm sorry. I climbed up this side and climbed down this side. Mm -hmm. It's hard as fuck to get up there. It is so steep and it's all like rocks. So the road that goes under the bridge is closed now? No, because people live, like, up here. So how come you can't get near it then? They won't let you. It's like a but resident. But you can drive under it. 
Well, if you live there. I'm wondering if they put like a gate or something there. Well, we might just have to find out. Well, I still remember how to get there. <laughs> so, um. We should uh, road trip, which is only like, you know, 40 minutes away, but whatever. I remember how to get there. All right, let's do it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I climbed up here. Now, what's weird is, so the railroad track is right here. I'm pointing to like a picture. I'll yeah. post a picture of She's this. She's showing me. Yeah. I'll post a picture of what it looks like because it is just this ominous looking white one car bridge. It's weird. Yeah. It looks like a train tunnel. And literally that's what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. So, um. Well, they did a good job then. Up on top, cool. it's just train tracks. Like one track going one direction, one track going the other direction. And when you're up there, it's almost like you're in a sound bubble. I was walking on the train track directly on top of that bridge. Mm-hmm. There was an Amtrak train coming at me. What? I couldn't hear a fucking thing. What? Nothing. I couldn't feel a vibration. I couldn't hear it. Leah, my friend Leah, just yeah. happened to climb up there and was like, Katie, move! You had no idea it was coming. I had about 50 yards to That's run weird. off the fucking tracks. Before that thing was like, and the That's motherfucker weird. didn't even blow the damn whistle. <laughs> I'm like, motherfucker, I know you saw me. Yeah. Yeah. That is weird. Oh, shit. Sorry. No, that's all right. I didn't hear it. I didn't feel a vibration. Nothing. It was like I couldn't hear anything. And it's, that, and it's wide that open. That in itself is paranormal. Once you get up there, it's wide open. There is no reason for you not to hear anything. And she heard it. Like she heard it and she was climbing up and was like, Katie, what the fuck are you doing? Get off the train tracks. Yeah. That's interesting. It was so creepy. And I'm like, why didn't I, I even feel the train coming? Because there was a ghost making you not hear it because he wanted you to die and live right, right? with him at the bridge. Fuck you, bunny man. <laughs> yeah. So um in two thousand three is actually when they started restricting the access around Halloween. Well, yeah. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um in 2011 over on Halloween, over 200 people were turned away um from even getting close to the bridge. People had traveled as far away as Pennsylvania. I'm sure it's even further now. Mm-hmm. There was um this, I don't know why I wrote this down. This is, these are old notes because we did this on her other podcast like a couple years ago. Um, it says 14 hour traffic jam and checkpoint in the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of clients mm-hmm. that live in Clifton and I know you can't really. Mm-hmm. But actually, I want to say this past Halloween, they did a daytime thing. You had to reserve tickets for it. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so fucking in. But you know what it was? It's when I was um, at Sandbridge. Mm-hmm. It was like the third week of October or something. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do it. But I was like, God damn it. Like yeah. the one time, my inn. But so, yeah, it's not easily accessed at this point. But um, we're going to we're gonna do some investigating and let you know. So just a couple quick things. Um, pop culture-wise... Obviously, we were talking a little while ago that there's been quite a bit of recognition over the years. Yes, there has. Um, so, in 2011, they actually made a slasher film called Bunny Man, which I... I didn't know that. I actually haven't watched it, so I was going to say, Mandy, one night we need to have a movie date, and we need oh, to watch yeah. Bunny Man. Um, uh, 
apparently it's a little bit of a bastardization of the story, but the premise is actually based on excuse me <laughs> on our Bunny Man. Really? Yeah. It's well, it's. Yeah. It's not like a hundred percent like true to the quote unquote legend, but it is actually based on our Bunny Man. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, on two in 2017, Bad Wolf Brewing Company in Manassas released a hoppy red lager called Bunny Man. They're in Manassas. Yeah. You go. Mm-hmm. I like Bad Wolf. Yeah, it's in a can and it depicts a the tunnel and a figure in a bunny suit and a child holding a red balloon. In what year? 2017. I wonder if they still have it. I don't know, but I just followed them on Twitter. See, I was going to have an event there because they let you rent out their space. And then um, I think we ended up going to the farm brewery or something. Mm -hmm. But I had looked into them, and if I would have known that they had a Bunny Man beer, Mm -hmm. I might have gone with them. We just went to the farm brewery because they have like... um, Fields and shit. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. know, like this is in Old Town Manassas, which... I really love Old Town Manassas. I do too. Yeah. It's a really cool place. So if you guys are in Virginia, you should check it out. Yeah. Um, It was also, as I mentioned earlier, um, it was featured on the Fox documentary, Scariest Places on Earth. And now it's on like all those paranormal shows. Yeah, it's on Lore, like I told Mm -hmm. you, on Amazon Prime. And I was just about to mention that. In 2017, on the Amazon series Lore. there you go. mm -hmm, Which was, you know, based on the podcast by the same name. Um, they actually used Bunny Man, the Bunny Man legend, um, to intro episode two, season one. In season one, episode two. Of? Lore. Of Lore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew it was right in the beginning, because I was watching it, and I was like, wait a minute, that picture looks familiar. I was like, oh my god, they're talking about Bunny Man. Yeah. That's when I first realized that we were like, we made like national news. Yeah. You know? So, you know the site Inside Nova? Yeah. So InsideNova.com says there's some truth in a story in the folklore and supposedly in April of 1970, a man was found dead 900 feet from the bridge and it's still an unsolved murder. Right. There's also a case of like teenagers that were found not too far from the bridge, dead and stuff like that. Yep. Not too long ago. Yeah. Not too long ago. Um, You want to hear something else that's cool about Inside Nova? Yes, please. So this was either in 2018 or 2019. Um, your girl, Mandy, uh, won the, uh, best hairdresser of Fairfax County. Damn right you did. Yeah, I did. And let me tell you what, Fairfax County is gigantic. Is bigger than four of our states. Yes. It's bigger than four fucking states. And I won the best hairdresser in Fairfax County. And you're listening to her. Which I didn't even know, honestly, until... (laughs) Until so other, somebody fucking told her. Yeah, someone was like, oh my god, Mandy, congratulations. And I was like, oh, thank for what? Why? <laughs> and then she like sent me the thing, and I was like, what the fuck? So it was like a thing where you vote on, you know, I guess county by county. Mm-hmm. And I won, and I didn't even fucking know I was entered. <laughs> it was great. Well. So that was cool. You are a pretty red hair stylist. I was very happy about that. So anyway, that's a little bit about Inside Nova. <laughs> <laughs> Just had to just had to toot my own horn for a second there. Toot, toot, bitch. Um, that's but that is how I found out about Inside Nova. That's funny. Yeah. Um, so we have one more story to leave you with, and I hope, I hope it gives you bad dreams. To oh, be honest, awesome. <laughs> to be honest, I wanted to scare the shit out of you. That's what I aim for. Me too. It's like 
It's like pretty creepy. Um, so this is the slit mouthed woman. The fuck? And it is a Japanese urban legend. Mm. Yeah, I thought those I Asians like, have some crazy shit. Fuck yeah, they do. And we so guys, this is gonna be Urban Legends episode one. Yeah, this could go on for... Throughout our lifespan of the show, there's going to be many Urban Legend episodes because there's so many. Yeah, and we're big fans of Urban Legends. Yeah, especially when you go into other countries, you learn stuff that you, like, didn't grow up with and you hadn't heard before, and that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And when I saw the picture of this bitch, I was like, what's that? (laughs) Click! I'm going to read that one. Um, (laughs) So, the slit-mouthed woman, when Kuchisaki Ona... The slit-mouthed woman. This is the best part of it, is I'm going to listen to you try and speak Japanese. Oh, no. I looked up the pronunciation on YouTube. God damn it. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) When she asks you a question, you better give her the right answer or else. Among scary Japanese urban legends, she's one of the most frightening, said to brandish large scissors and prey on unsuspecting passerbys. Kuchisaki... Oh my god, I lost it already. Yes! Ku- no, it's Kuchisakiona. <laughs> I looked it up. It's Kuchisakiona. Um, the stories detail her horrific appearance... Appearance. Which is kind of like an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> With a jagged, bloody scar resembling a smile. She, oh, like Joker. Yeah. Disfigured and murdered by a jealous husband. She is a malicious spirit... Return from the dead who can appear anywhere at any time. But she always wants to know one thing. Am I pretty? <gasps> oh my god, I'm chills. <laughs> yes, bitch, you're gorgeous. Then fuck off. Oh my god. Oh, you can't win with this bitch. As the story goes, a beautiful woman named Kuchisaki was married to a man who suspected her of being unfaithful. And he was right. Whore. Kuchisaki had fallen for another man and was planning to leave her husband. Flying into a jealous rage, her husband um, knocked Kuchisaki unconscious and tied her up. When she awoke, he threatened to kill her if she left him, and he used a large pair of scissors to slice her face <gasps> into a permanent smile. Oh my god. Who will think you're pretty now, he asked before slicing her head from her body. Wait. He used the scissors and chopped her fucking head off? Yeah. But when he was done, regret set in and stabbed himself to death. Good. So I think at first he wasn't planning on killing her. He was trying to disfigure her so so that no one would be attracted to her. So it ended up murder-suicide. Basically, yeah. Uh Mm -hmm. Exactly. Now... Kushisaki or whatever the fuck is that? <laughs> Kawasaki Mirai <laughs> thinks I'm gorgeous now. Kuchisaki. Kuchisaki. Oh no. I think that's it. <laughs> I did. I oh have, I'm going to play it because I like um, screen recorded like the pronunciation. So I, can I did that when I was reading something <laughs> yesterday. I was like, ah, uh, YouTube, how do you pronounce? <laughs> yeah. So kuchisaki hides in plain sight of course <gasps> that reminds me of that stupid story with the face and the google earth and the oh yeah ah! Ugh. did we do that on twat or vag i don't know but that's what either. it reminds me of we're just sticking with vag for now so we can fucking remember what the fuck we're doing i mean twat <laughs> jesus My we have too many vagina yeah we have too much shit going on so we're gonna stick with twat, twat. 
So we know what the fuck we're doing. Anyway, looks are very important to Kuchisaki Ona. <laughs> Ona. Ona. Um, Kuchisaki. Disfigured face aside, she appears as an attractive Asian woman with long black hair wearing a simple beige trench coat. More recently, her legend has morphed to describe her as wearing a surgical mask over her mouth. It's just like the Joker! (laughs) It's not an uncommon accessory in Japan, given the national level of concern about infectious disease. Thanks to her innocuous appearance, the slit-mouthed woman is able to blend in until she selects her prey. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. This is terrifying. I mean, the Joker thing probably came from an urban legend. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm seeing some parallels. Um, the slit mouth woman can come for you when you least expect it. Her mouth is always covered by a mask, fan, or scarf to hide her disfigurement. And she awaits in the shadows as you pass by. And before you can react, she is in front of you blocking your path. Holding a pair of large scissors, (gasps) she asks, am I pretty? Yes, you're so pretty. (laughs) Before you can answer, she reveals her face. A mouth sliced into a hideous grin, exposing her teeth and tongue. Am I pretty now? She asks. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're so pretty. What will you say? If you say yes or try to scream, she will reveal the pair of scissors and cut the sides of your mouth into a bloody, gruesome grin so it looks just like hers. What if you say no? Running is no use because Kuchisaki Ona is eerily quick and might cut you in half out of anger. And... Something else that might happen if you say no to her question is she'll walk away for now. But she will follow you home, watching your every move, and kill you in your sleep. I literally have goosebumps! So, Stop it! There is no way. Like, if you say... If you say if you say yes, she's like, you're a fucking liar. And I'm going to cut your mouth into a fucking weirdo smile. If you say no, though, she's going to kill you. Or follow you home and then fucking kill you. Right. <sighs> So she's going to stalk you and then kill you. So what you have to do is you have to outwit this bitch. Some people claim to I'm not know... that witty when you show me your... I know. <laughs> like, if your, like, face is cut open and I can, like, see your teeth all the way back and shit, that's, that's a little That reminds scary. me of Venom. Like, I picture Venom. Yeah. I, exactly. I picture, the long tongue. I picture, the... like, Joker and then when you take off... When, like, Joker... Katie's really into superheroes, apparently. When Joker... Or, no, I'm really into, like, the anti-heroes. Like, when... Yeah, the villains. When, like, Joker opens his mouth, then all of a sudden I see Venom. And I'm like... like, Yeah! Oh my god, stop it! She's... Yeah, she's pretty gross. And there's some really awesome, like, paintings and pictures and depictions of, like, what people assume her to look like. Oh my god, I have to see those when you're done. Um, So, some people claim that they know how to escape the slit-mouthed woman. One way to survive her is through distraction. So by offering Kuchisaki Ona money and candy, you might buy yourself just enough time to run. She's not a child, people. It's like, here, bitch, go Um, shopping. But evading her deadly question can also be a matter of choosing one's words very carefully. The key is to stay unruffled and calm when she asks, am I pretty? You could respond, you're okay, or... So, so you could also flip the question and say, do you think I'm pretty? As she pauses to consider, you can slip away. How long is she pausing for? I don't know. So how about you slip away when she's like, um, but that's the thing you'll notice with Japanese mythology and Japanese, um, urban legends. I've looked into this before and we'll talk about it more later. 
Like you with almost all of them, you have to if the like outwit if them. the demon or the whatever the fucking villain is uh-huh. asks you a question. Yes or no, basically, like, black or white is not the answer. So the gray is where the... Yeah. So it's like, there's the one that's lies. like a fucking toilet demon or something. Well, that sounds fun. I don't know. It, if you're in a bathroom, it, like, sneaks up on you and it's it, it'll ask you something. I can't remember. And it's like, it'll say, like, you know, do you pick red or do you pick blue? If something sneaks up on me in a bathroom, it's getting bok choyed to the face. <laughs> but the real answer, God. it'll ask you, like, do you want red and I fucking kill you here or do you want blue and I like drown you in the toilet but the answer is yellow something like that where it just like fucking does something to you but doesn't actually kill you purple and you go fuck yourself but this is a Japanese thing like I've seen this continuously in different so everything is always in the gray area right so you think you have this answer or this answer but really you have to like see between right like, so, not even one of those choices. Yeah, so Japan is sneaky like that. Um, bravo, Japan. Bravo. So, this says, Few people live to tell the tale after seeing Kujisaki Ono. But there are some stories from survivors. Which is interesting, because people, just like Bunny Man, people compl- are not complain that they've seen her. They, oh, I saw yeah, her. God damn it, I saw her. <laughs> Stupid Coochie Saki Ona. Coochie? Coochie Saki. <laughs> Coochie Ona. So once a boy named Chance, which is not a very Japanese name. Really? So we'll see. We'll really see round eye? So Chance? I used to work with a girl who called me round eye. I was like, whatever, you're Filipino. Your eyes are pretty round. <laughs> anyway. Um, so once a boy named Chance encountered the terrifying spirit as he was taking a shortcut through the woods. Don't ever walk through the woods by yourself, people. What have we learned? Clearly nothing. nothing. God. This person doesn't like scary movies. His mother had warned him to stay away from the remote area, but he didn't listen. Dumbass. But he did know one thing. Evil spirits could be banished by certain words. When Kuchisaki Ono stepped out from behind a tree and confronted him, he fell in terror, landing on his back. She gazed down at him and asked her famous question, Am I pretty? She removed her mask to reveal the horror beneath. Chance grabbed his cross necklace and chanted the devil's curse. I banish you to the shadow of death. I corrupt you to the netherworld from which no one has come. Into the dirt no being should ever cross. He had hoped she would just run away, but instead demonic hands rose from the dirt um, grabbed Kuchisaki Ono and pulled her into the depths of the earth. <coughs> well, that <laughs> is a whole other twist I did not see coming. As she sank, she told Chance, I will be back and I will tear you to pieces. Jesus, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, another person um, says, not... Well, this says not all of Kuchisaki Ono's victims are slashed. So this is according to another urban legend. Mm-hmm. A young boy named John. <laughs> okay. Okay, John. <laughs> John Kuchisaki Ono. Right. Um, John with quotes around his name. Yeah. Okay, John. <laughs> <laughs> sure thing, John. <laughs> so a young boy named John was walking home from school one day when the slit mouth woman appeared in front of him and asked the eternal question. Petrified, 
John tried to run, but before he could go anywhere, the cold fingers of Kuchisaki Ono found his neck and snapped it. John was a strong boy and didn't die. Whatever, John. Well, he didn't die right away. From his neck being broken? Yes. Okay. The police arrived and ferried him to the hospital where it looked as though he would survive. But then John croaked out the words, the slit-mouthed woman, and died of fright. I'm sure. (laughs) That one seems totally plausible. He did not die due to a broken neck. (laughs) But either way, like, say they really did take this person with a broken neck to the hospital and their last words were the slit-mouthed woman, I'd still be like... What the fuck? I'd be like, I'm out. Yeah. I don't I'm care to a if different you died of fright or if she snapped your neck. That's terrifying. Right. I'm out of here. <laughs> um, You're like, I'm going to move to like Ireland. I'll see ya. Yeah. I'm out. Don't follow me. Right. <laughs> um, according to another legend, a businessman named Taro went into a bar for a celebratory drink one night. There he spotted a beautiful woman sitting alone wearing a surgical mask, which again is not unlikely or it's not weird. Right. In Japan. Um, they chatted for a while, and Taro suggested they go somewhere more pri- private. He led her into an alley and moved in for a kiss, but she stopped him with a question. Am I pretty? Am I beautiful? He answered yes. Do you and want the to do woman, me doggy style? <laughs> the woman <laughs> removed her mask and revealed the horrifically split face. Taro was never heard from again. Um, Kuchisaki... Um, was well known in the Edu period of the 1600s. Oh, cool. I was about to ask, like, how long, but, like, when did she live or whatever? Yeah, so she was well known then, but then she slowly faded into the shadows as time passed. Then, in the early 1970s, she returned to the public imagination with a vengeance. Children claimed to see her everywhere around Nagasaki, Japan. Dang. The police began to fear there was a crazy killer on the loose as panic grew with each new sighting. They bumped up night patrols and put out local warnings, but they could never seem to find her. And then in 1979, the scares just stopped. You said around Nagasaki? Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah. Now, were they around Nagasaki in the 1600s as well? No, this was in the 70s. Mm. So it was a Japanese legend Right. To them at that point from the 1600s. I got you. And so they started. So in the 70s, all of a sudden people are reporting sightings in Nagasaki of this woman. I got you. All over the fucking place. I got you. Okay. And then, so it lasted for nine years and then it just stopped. Jesus. Yeah. Then they had no more report. That's creepy. Um, so there is a modern twist to this story. Um, For those who believe in the more modern version of the slip-mouthed woman, which I'm just waiting now for, like, a A TV series or something to come out about the slip-mouthed woman. There needs to be. Because I keep thinking bent neck lady whenever. Yes! Whenever I hear it, I'm like, yeah. Yes. For sure. Um, But the legend is a bit different now. It tells the tale of an unstable woman who used to chase and terrify local children, eventually causing parents to complain. When police found her, she tried to escape by running straight into moving traffic and was instantly killed. Her extensive injuries included um, severe head trauma and facial facial lacerations that looked like a jagged, bloody smile. No, I like the old story. Yeah, so that's the newer one. Her cousin lurks in America. Does she? 
he or it. I'm not sure. It's a clown. I'm not sure if it's a guy or a girl. The clowns are fucking terrifying. I know. So, the slit-mouthed woman stalks the streets of Japan, mm. but there is a similar figure within the urban myths of the United States. There were rumors of a demonic clown who would hide in public bathrooms waiting for unsuspecting children to come in. When they did, he would grab them and ask, do you want death or a happy smile? What the fuck? If they chose the latter, he would use his giant knife and slice their mouths into a gruesome smile. And if they chose the former, that was the end of that kid. I have not heard that story. I have not either. And now I want to like... so scary. Now I'm like, my kid's never allowed to go to the bathroom by himself ever. However, um... Like four years ago, probably four years ago on Halloween, around that time frame, um, when the first It movie was about to come out, the new, like, the revamp of it. Yeah. The first one. There were people dressing up as clowns, hiding everywhere. So that started to get to me because sometimes we lived in a townhouse and I had to, like, park near the school and I'd have to walk there in the morning, you know? There are people that would, like, just stand in the woods, like, on the side of the road and just fucking stand there in a clown suit. And it's like, motherfucker, I will shoot you in the that face. That happened on my cul-de-sac on Halloween. No. That Halloween. Oh, my God, no. So what happened was, I mean, my kids were little at this point, and, uh, we're, like, me and my neighbors, like, we would have our drinks and we had a huge group of kids you know so we're paying attention but like the kids are all running around and we're just waiting at the end of the driveways and stuff <clears throat> so after we're done trick-or-treating right we get back to my cul-de-sac and we're all hanging out and um one of my kids friends their daughter or the girl runs over to her mom crying because this clown and we were surrounded by trees And her mom's like, what? And so her mom, who was my friend, she's one of my neighbors, walked over there and there was a man dressed, a man, dressed as a fucking clown, standing in the trees trying to talk to the kids in our, on our street. And as soon as she saw her, it was the wrong person to see that clown because she is a fucking loud mouth and she is like going nuts. Like she's screaming, going crazy. And then her husband comes up and he's, and we're all like, what the fuck is going on? You know? And, uh, he took off, like he was gone, but he, so what he did is, um, her daughter told us she went like, she was walking to one of the kids and he like was like, he, 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 or said something and she, he got her attention. Oh my God. I literally have like, she was probably like, I think she's probably 14 or 15 now. So she was probably like 10 or 11 at the time. So she looked at him and he was trying to get her to come into the woods, but she wasn't a stupid kid. Thank God. And, um, so she went and got her mom and he still stayed there after she ran to get her mom and her mom, my, um, neighbor, Tina, she saw him and she comes running over to me and she's like, there's a fucking clown in the woods. Cause we had been joking about what it all What the fuck would have happened if that little girl wouldn't have been that smart? She would have gone into the woods. I don't, well, we would were this hoping, have been a joke? Right. That's what we were hoping that since it was Halloween night, that someone dressed up like a clown and they were playing pranks. Right. Because... You know, People have pranked me on Halloween like a thousand times, and it's not cool, I will say, but um, we're hoping that's what it was, but he was right there on our cul-de-sac. And God, what if it wasn't, though? Here's one thing, too, though, that was so fucking creepy when this was going on. Like, I was seeing on Facebook, like, sightings of clowns, like, 
everywhere in Manassas. Yep. And one was like right on the street where I had parked my car. And I was like, fuck, I don't want to no. go over there. <laughs> um, so, uh, anyway, um, this one day I'm going to work and I leave my cul-de-sac and I take a left and I go to work after rush hour, mm-hmm. you know, so there's no cars on the road when I go to work. And so I'm in my neighborhood. I take a left onto the main road and, um, there's a fucking red balloon in the middle of the road. Shut on, up. It's not floating. It's on the ground. There's a motherfucking red balloon. If I can go back far enough in my Google photos, I took a video of it. I can find it. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So I went and, uh, I got gas and I was like, this fucking shit. No way. And I was like, I have to go back. So before I went to work, I went back to my house and the motherfucking balloon was on the other side of the street, like where I was coming. And it was a red balloon. Oh my God. And it just was so creepy, but I feel like my skin is like crawling right now. And that is something that really happened to me. That's no urban legend, you know? But it's something so stupid, but I, I had to go back, and I took pictures of it, I took a video of it, and I was sending it to my husband, and I'm like, there's a fucking red balloon in the street, because I was so freaked out about these clowns. Yeah. You know, because if, like, um, we only had two parking spots, but we had, like, three cars at the time, and if I got home late and all the visitor spots were taken, I had to go park. On the like, street. Like, by the school. Yeah. And that is where someone got a picture of this fucking creepy clown that had the whole thing on the top of the head so yeah. there's no hair. Yeah. Oh, it was so scary. Um, and then, like, by the Toys R Us, there was, like, a clown standing, like, waving and stuff. And But, literally, it was an empty road, and I turned on, and there was a fucking red balloon just, just right there, and I was like, no, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. So Jesus. Oh my God. So when I read that, um, this one that there's a clown, I, I never heard about like, I that would have scared me so much more if I had heard but in about a this bathroom. Clown. Yeah. In a bathroom. I think at like, um, gas station, you know, I just started letting my six year old go to the bathroom by himself, like go into the men's room. Like I stand outside the bathroom, mm-hmm. but I let him go in there by himself. And now just because of that little thing that, that I've happened. never even heard right. of. I'm like, nope, you're going to come in the ladies' room with me until you're 14. It's like when I watched the movie Urban Legend, like that has, that was probably 20 years ago. Yeah. 2000 or 98. Yeah. It was Uh over 20 years ago. Uh Uh-huh. That has affected my life to this day Uh since watching that movie. Yeah. And, and it's only made me like a safer person. Like I am scared of stuff, but, um, it's made me more cautious. It makes you more alert. Right. Yeah. So the final thing about the slit mouth woman before we go. Besides the fact that she's terrifying. She will return worse than before. Fantastic. <laughs> Is that not amazing? The legend of Kuchisaki Ono predicts her eventual return to Japan one day. So we're safe. The Japanese are not. Sorry for you guys we're safe. Japan. <laughs> yeah. Um... She will return to Japan one day where she will continue to seek vengeance on the world. But when she returns Because again, her husband was a piece of shit? What did well, humanity do to you, ma'am? She's just so... Well, humanity made her she's so a vain. and killed her. Yeah. You know, he did that to make her look ugly and then killed her. But she died with such anger in her heart that she was a fucking... Turned into a demon, basically. Yeah. You know, that anger... Like... So she her... died super fucking angry. Yeah. And that's how she is in the afterlife, apparently. Well, she you should will... have been so damn vain, ma'am. 
she will no longer show any trace of the beautiful woman she once was when she comes back. Well, she doesn't sound so hot with her face well, slit open anyway. She looked beautiful with the mask on, though. Mm. She will no longer look beautiful when she comes back. Instead... So she's just going to look like Venom completely. She will, <laughs> she will be the picture of death, decomposed, with half of her face eaten away by rot. Hot! So when the slipmouth woman reappears on Earth, looking for an answer to her age-old query... Be prepared to give her the right answer or pay the ultimate price. So your answer should be baking soda. I don't care what she asked you. Just say baking soda. <laughs> um, Katie's answer might get you killed. Katie's answer might save your fucking life. It could. It could go either way. Your, the answer is baking soda. Yeah. Baking take, soda all the way. Take notes. If you say purple, you're going to die. Or you could just say, do you think I'm pretty? <laughs> Seagull? Turn it around on her. Seagull. Stop it now. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed tonight's Urban Legends. I cannot wait to do another episode on Urban Legends. I know. I'm already thinking of which it's ones so I want to do next. That I've never heard of the slip mouth lady. I, yeah, I just saw a creepy picture. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I've never heard of her. And I must tell you, that is probably one of the coolest ones I've ever heard of. Yeah. I think we need to broaden it and look in other countries. Because... They well, I do know that there's creepier a, than the American. There's a ones. ton of them in Japan. Well, Japan, yeah, I've looked. I've Japan, done a lot they've of got Japan some stuff. like. What's that movie? What was that? The Grudge. The Grudge. That was yeah. based on an urban legend. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, she's fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, the Black Eyed Kids mm-hmm. is an urban legend. That's U.S., isn't it? It is U.S., mm-hmm. but there are reports. Maybe of, worldwide. Yeah. It's a U.S. urban legend. Like there is. A, I tried to look into it. There's actually nothing. I will tell you It's this. actually boring, but black-eyed kids are reported all over the fucking world. Oh, yeah, world. no. I have... I, I want to look into them just in general because... I have, like, a whole thing... Oh, shit. terrifying. She I have a whole thing of notes on the black-eyed kids. There's a ton. And I have to tell you, I know someone... As a legend goes, though. Like, no, if you look into, someone... like, an urban legend of black-eyed kids, there's, like, nothing. They're like, oh, they're going to oh, come yeah. up to you and ask you for something. And then when you give them an excuse as to know, their eyes turn black. And I'm like, ooh, No, spooky. but if you look up first-hand accounts, there's a fucking ton. I th- real people giving you their... See, and I couldn't... Their experience. I couldn't find that many, but I also didn't do a deep dive. Oh, yeah. There's because, a Because, well, I only... The only reason I didn't do a deep dive, because that's what I was going to do at first, mm-hmm. was the Black Eyed Kids. That's what I chose first. Right. But the legend itself was boring. And right. I was, it was like... I don't even know the legend. It, I mean, I know the basics of it. It was but. literally three sentences, and I was like, bored... Right. So I figured if we talk about the Black Eyed Kids later mm-hmm. or at a different episode, that's what we would do. First hand accounts. Because there's tons, there's tons of TV shows about it too. I can't even tell you, like not even from a legend perspective, there are hauntings of Black Eyed Kids. Oh yeah? Yes. Well, they're supposed to be like demons in the form of kids basically. And what I've read is... There's also ghosts that are children that have black eyes, but they're not demons. Interesting. Yes. So that could be a whole other fucking... Yeah, because the only black-eyed kids I've ever heard of are, like, physical, real children with black eyes, but they're really just trying to get in your house or whatever. Okay, so that's the legend. Right. But, but there I are also... hauntings of kids with blacked-out eyes, but they're not demons. I also... They're bad, but they're not demons. Personally, know a few people who 
believe in black eyed kids and apparently know that they are here on earth at this point. Do I know these people? Yeah, I think so. <gasps> Ooh, we're going to have to chat off so, microphone. But there's, oh, I can't wait to just start on them. There's some, I've read some really compelling stories where these people are like, this fucking kid wouldn't get away from my car and got mad at me when I was Maybe we to should do that next shit. week. That would be really fun. All right, guys, that's it. Black eyed kids next week. Get ready. Me and Mandy, we're going to gonna, gonna again. hook you up. I'm sorry that all these stories are creepy, but that's just what we really like right now. That's the mood we're in, and you guys are going to love it, too. Bye. (laughs) Peace.